This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> Probably like getting grade 10 sandpaper rubbed on your face every day. I mean, we say it all the time, whether, you know, there's two types of turds, you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean, um, we're, we're, we are about players and players playing the plays and not necessarily the plays. Welcome to the Varsity Club podcast. Feels good to say that again. My name is Derek Peterson. I've been gone for a hot minute. It's been about a month since I last had this podcast. Um, and I just need to give you guys a little update on what happened. So I have agreed and, and Hale Varsity has allowed me to come back for another year. This podcast will continue. There was a brief little period where I wasn't podcasting, where we were trying to work out kind of what was going on moving forward. Um, I'm happy to say that they have allowed me <laughs> to stay in this podcast space. So shouts to Hale Varsity for that. Subscribe to Hail Varsity. Go to hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe. Listen to all the other Hail Varsity podcast offerings. They're all excellent. And they all had episodes um, over the last month, whereas my feed was dormant. But I'm really excited to be back in this space, really excited to be back on this feed. Um, I'm not going to talk about what I'm doing now. You can go find me on Twitter and, and look at that if, if you want to. Um, now is time to talk about the Super Bowl, and more specifically, Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. That's this weekend. It should be awesome. And so to do that, I have on – he was not Zach Taylor's teammate. I'm going to say Zach Taylor was his teammate. Jay Moore, former Husker. Jay, welcome to the podcast. It's been a long time since I've talked to you, man. How are you? Yeah. I'm well. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, I like that. I, I Zach Taylor was my teammate, right? <laughs> that sounds way way better than I was Zach Taylor's teammate. That's why I tell everyone I was Zach. Zach was my teammate. You know, I was already said I was teammates with Zach. There you go. For for 2005 and 2006 down here in Lincoln. Yeah. So um, I have to ask you first: Where do your NFL allegiances lie? Uh, that's a really good question. I don't have you know a favorite team per se like just don't to be honest like I don't watch a ton of NFL football I, I am definitely more of a college football fan but right. my allegiances will say like I do pay attention to the 49ers because that was um, who drafted me in the fourth round in 2007 and I spent three years out there Mm -hmm. So I do pay attention to the, to those guys. Uh, there is a, there are a couple guys that are, you know, I think still with not players on the team, but you know, guys on the training staff that are really good dudes that I spent a lot of time with. Cause I was, I was hurt for like three years straight out there. So right. I got to know the training staff really well. And that's not what you want to do when you're a player in the NFL is get to know the training staff really well. But uh, yeah, I, I told them and obviously ever since Zach has, has taken over at Cincinnati, you know, I actually own Bengals merchandise. I actually own some hoodies and T-shirts, I will say. Now, I'm going to have to get on him that 
I, I shouldn't have to be paying for this merchandise. I should, you know, <laughs> I need to, I need to receive a care package from the Bengals equipment staff with some Bengals gear, but uh, I'll, I'll be sure to bug them uh, here maybe uh, in maybe a couple of weeks. And, and then hopefully maybe, maybe then I can get some uh, Bengals Super Bowl champion t-shirts. That sounds even better. Well, let's just spend the next 30 minutes on this podcast saying super nice things about Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you can send this <laughs> to him and maybe that can sure. be your, uh, Hey, here I'm doing, I'm doing publicity for you. Um, right. Okay. So I'm glad you didn't say the Kansas city chiefs, because I know that, that being where everyone is in Nebraska, like Kansas city is, is a likely team to kind of latch onto. So I am, I am kind of happy because I'm, I'm a chargers guy. I am kind of happy that we have some new blood in the Super Bowl that we totally. don't have Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady is is not around anymore. Um do you do you feel the same way? Are you happy to see new teams in the Super Bowl? Yeah, without a doubt. It's uh I you know, the Chiefs are really good. I mean, honestly, I was really hoping for 49ers, Bengals, you know, Super Bowl. I you know, we as a kid, you know, I remember those, you know, what is it? early 80s to mid 80s late early night i think the you know 49ers and Bengals matched up a couple times and uh and then obviously like i said if i have any allegiance it's, it's to the 49ers mm -hmm. um a, a little bit so it'd been fun to see them yeah i think anytime you get some new blood i mean it's it's always it just seems like it's it's tom brady and the patriots or tom brady and the in the in you know tampa bay or or kansas city you know and you know they've made the AFC Championship. You know the last what four years and the mm -hmm. past two Super Bowls. So yep. yeah, definitely excited for some for some new blood. You know, and it's, it's pretty exciting that you know Zach was part of Sean McVay's staff. You know, last time they played in the Super Bowl, and I think they uh, it was that you know low scoring uh, what thirteen to ten or sixteen to thirteen Super Bowl, and they played the Patriots. So yep. uh, it's kind of cool that you know Zach came from the McVay. I guess you want to you know quote it the the coaching tree per se so yeah it, it's uh, it's fun you know and it's, it has kind of a cool element I mean when was the last time you had back-to-back -back Super Bowls where the 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 stadium is part of the home team's stadium you know so, or you know so that's that's pretty cool to see that you know the Buccaneers won it last year and in, in uh, Tampa Bay and now LA is going to play in their home stadium now but I, I I don't hope that the LA wins I hope the Bengals win now yeah uh, for us uh, college football leaning football fans it's we're, I feel like we're living vicariously through the NFL right now because we have to deal with Alabama and Georgia in the playoffs every single season and Clemson and Oklahoma to to a lesser degree so now we get now we get some new blood now we can now we can go into the next few months and spring ball and spring practice and things like that with renewed optimism that we're not going to get the same Alabama Georgia teams in the national championship next season even though that's probably like the likely scenario most likely scenario um, let's, let's jump in. Let's just jump in. You've been around Zach Taylor, or I should say he's been around you former Nebraska quarterback played with you current Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Does it surprise you that he has his team in the Super Bowl in his third year? He was two and 14 in year one, four and 11 in year two. Now they're 10 and seven. They beat the number one. They beat the number two. It, it, to call it like a Cinderella, it, there's a there's an element of, of a little bit of like, well, this was somewhat fluky, which maybe doesn't. I mean, maybe some people feel that that this run the Bengals are on is fluky, but it kind of delegitimizes, illegitimizes mm -hmm. what they've done. Um, does it surprise you 
that Zach Taylor has this team in the Super Bowl? No, not not one bit. I, you know, Zach, he, you know, he comes from a football family, a football background. You know, his dad Sherwood played at Oklahoma, coached for a little while at Kansas State, you know, and kind of shut it down once the kids got older. Um, and so I, I got to know, you know, the Taylor family really well. I mean, Zach and I were, we lived together our senior year. So um, got to know the, the Taylor family really well. And, and, and why I say it not is because he comes from a phenomenal family. Um, I, I know his, his younger brother, Press, was, was coaching. I know he was with the Eagles at one time. I think he was with the Eagles and they won a Super Bowl. I don't know, I don't know who he's with now. I know that that world changes, you know, a lot because yeah. you kind of get tied to a coach or a coordinator. And if they get bounced out of there, then usually you're kind of following him around, you know, or, or vice versa. So, um, no, he just, he, that's, Zach is one of the best um, human beings you'll, you'll ever meet and be a part of. You know, he's a, he's definitely a family first, you know, his wife, Sarah is awesome. He has four, you know, wonderful, wonderful kids, you know, and that's, that's what's most important to him. And I think, you know, the, the handful of years that I spent, you know, in the, in the NFL and you, it's, it's a, it's a crazy business, right? It's, it's cutthroat. It's, it's very black and white and, and not, and a lot of times coaches are in certain positions and it's, it's, without a doubt, it's not about what, you know, it's who, you know, I think in the coaching business. And, uh, and I think that can bring out some, some bad coaching, some, some just guys just become petty and the coaches just aren't, aren't, aren't good people. And they're, you know, they just, they're not necessarily in it for the right reasons. And they view players as, as so, I mean, you, you, you are, you're just an object to them. And it's like, okay, how, how are you going to help me get to a Super Bowl, vice versa? But I just don't feel like there is always an element of that with NFL because you're only allowed to have 53 guys on a roster. You know, you're only allowed to suit up 46 guys on game day. So there is, you know, an element of you have to get the best guys. And I, I, I totally get that. But I feel like Zach takes a different, you know, angle to that. I just think that from his background, from him being around uh, really good people, for him just being a good person and just being around a lot of other good coaches. I mean, his father-in-law, uh, Mike Sherman, you know, was the former head coach of the, of the Green Bay Packers. And then that's how Zach kind of got his foot into coaching when he stepped on his staff at A&M, uh, when he was a GA then, and moved up really quickly to, I think he was a tight ends coach, or maybe even a QB coach. Cause I know, um, Oh, Tannehill, they have a really good relationship with uh, Tannehill when he was at A&M. You know, then he then he goes to the Dolphins, I believe, as a wide receiver coach. And then he showing showing Sean McVay's staff, you know. And then just a few years ago, Sean McVay it was, was the hottest thing smoking, you know, in the coaching world. And, you know, you know, teams are going to get him out of L.A. But, you know, OK, who, who can we get, you know, from his tree? And then and Zach was was one of the guys. And, um, you know, I've I've kept in uh, close contact with Zach. I mean, I talked to him probably more since he, he was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals in, in previous years. I mean, he, he called me one afternoon. We spoke for probably 30 minutes. He was driving from Cincinnati to Nashville to interview a defensive, uh, defensive line coach. You know, it's just – That's, that's just incredible. the kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's just the kind of, that's the kind of guy he is, you know. So, I, I think he's just um, – he's just a good person. I think that's what, that's what brings it out. I just think there's – not a lot of good people in NFL. I just, I just don't. I just think, and, and you're, you're kind of bred that way too. You're just, you have to kind of have this, 
nasty, selfish mindset, whether as a coach or a player in the NFL, because it is a business and you have to look out for yourself. But I don't, I don't think Zach, he has a little bit of that, but I think he has a, a good heart. I think that, that, I think that takes you a ways. And I, you know, if you want to call it luck or karma or whatever, I, let's be honest. I think he'll, he'll get the bounces because he does things the right way. He treats people the right way and he's just a good person. And I think that that helps. And it doesn't, and it doesn't hurt that he has one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He has arguably the best wide receiver in, in the NFL, you know, and he's got some, he's got just good pieces and he's got, I think he has guys on his, on his team and he drafts that fit his mentality. Zach is not a, a very look at me, you know, I'm going to be, you know, wearing, you know, I'm, I'm rocking this. I got these, you know, I got the, the Lululemon, or excuse me, not Lululemon, I got the Louis Vuitton, I got the, the Gucci, all this stuff. And he's, he's not that guy. He's not flashy. He goes to work. You know, Zach's the kind of guy that's, you know, probably wearing issued, you know, shoes and stuff. He gets them. He's just, he's just not a super fancy guy. And uh, I think he has guys that or he's drafting guys and, and getting guys free agency that are uh, in the same kind of circumstances as he is. He wants guys that are just hard workers. It's not about them. Let's just go to work and, and make this team better. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to come by in NFL these days. So I think he just has the right mindset and just comes from the right background of people. And, and uh, you know, it's, yeah, it just, it's all that, man. It's just, there's a lot to it, but I think first and foremost, He's just one of the best guys you'll you'll ever meet. I think that's that that will take him a, a long ways in uh, you know in in this career. It seems like with most quarterbacks for the quarterbacks that played it at like high major college football teams, the stereotype is just oh well he was a quarterback so he'll be a good coach when he's done. Um, it's like it's the field vision aspect, the fact that you know he has to understand the jobs of everyone on the field to operate efficiently. It, I mean, it kind of sounds like you you felt that way with Zach like was he one of those guys that when he was at Nebraska everyone was like oh yeah like he won't just be a coach when he's done but he'll be a good coach you know yeah I we never like talked about coaching you know to be honest I thought you know Zach was was good enough I mean he was big 12 offensive player of the year our senior year I thought you know he 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 went you know he went to the combine he went undrafted I think he went to a like a you know, an OTA or a rookie mini camp with, with Tampa Bay. And, you know, I, I think he kind of realized this is not what I want to do. I think you realize Zach loved the game of Zach loved the game of football, but I don't know if he necessarily loved playing the game of football. So I think, and I think he just, he knew he wanted to be part of his part of his life. Cause as football players, you know, it's, that's kind of all, you know. And um, so a lot of guys who play the game, get into coaching, cause that's kind of the only thing, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I, to be honest, we never had the conversations like, yeah, I'm gonna get into coaching. I thought Zach was honestly good enough to play football in the NFL. I mean, he, he had a decent arm, you know, wasn't the most mobile, but I'm like, he could get, he could go to some of these NFL teams. I mean, and, and play and maybe not be a starter, but be a backup if he really wanted to and, and make a decent career. But that obviously wasn't what Zach wanted to do. And that's, that's totally fine. So you know, he, he is, he's just, you know, for him to come in and, and pick up and understand Bill Callahan's West Coast offense, you know, coming from a, you know, coming from a Juco in, in at Wake Forest previously, I mean, 
it's it's like learning learning Mandarin Chinese, which you know it's it's hard, and to be able to to articulate the offense, you know, it's it's almost like a paragraph, you know, a play will, you know, you're calling out two to three plays at a time. You got to get protections. You got to understand defensive fronts. You got to understand coverages. So it's a lot. And it's no surprise when you got to understand all that and coming from a, a system uh, like Bill Callahan, I think, you know, there's such a negative connotation with, with Bill Callahan that names brought up around here, but like people un- underestimated how smart of a football coach he is and how real good of a football coach he is and just didn't work out here you know and I think that helped Zach understand the, the offensive side of the of, of football but when you're a quarterback in offense you really got to understand defense as well so you you know he's able to to use that and to to his strengths and uh, he's just smart he's smart he's level-headed he doesn't get you know he he doesn't get focused on the wrong stuff you know, it's how can I make so-and-so better? He, you know, he was, he's always the first one. When he makes a mistake, it's, it's his fault, even though it might not have been, you know. So that's, that's the type of guys that, you know, make great coaches. And, and obviously, no surprise that, you know, he's coaching in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Sometimes, you know, when a, when a, a former quarterback becomes a head coach, there's, or an offensive coordinator to a degree, there's, there's, um, there, there can be a, sense of like, well, I did it this way. So this is the way I want my guys to do it. Um, or I did it this way. So like, this is the way it should be done. Like when you watch the Bengals play, like, do you see some of the same traits when you're watching Joe Burrow that like, like, does he give you, like, does he do anything that like reminds you like, Oh, like Zach was that way. It, it, not necessarily in like, you know, mechanic things or, or things like that, but some of, intangibles maybe you know the way he reacts to teammates the way he you know carries himself in huddles things like that do, do you see some of those same things or, or do you see just Zach like with this guy letting him be himself yeah I see I don't you know I don't I can't say I see a ton I mean Joe Burrow has a lot more swag than Zach Taylor ever has I'll say I have no problem saying that Joe Burrow uh, has more that- swag than anyone will ever have Right. So I have no problem. I have no problem saying that. But uh, yeah, you know, I think what Joe has in the the confidence, just the calm kind of confidence, I think Zach helps him, you know, a a little bit. But I I think what I think Zach lets his guys be his guys. But I think the best thing when you watch his teams play is they just adjust so well, whether it's offensively or defensively. I mean, it's no it's no lie that the Bengals offensive line is not great. Right. I mean, you got nine, Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee. He was harassed early in Kansas city, but they make adjustments to able to make the games work, you know, the, their, their plays work and their system work. And that's whether it's, you know, using bootlegs, get them out of the pocket to, you know, whether it's, you know, calling a bunch of screens to slow down the defensive line. But I think that's the best thing about what, whether it's Zach or, um, or Brian Callahan, who is Bill's, you know, son, or the defensive coordinator, you know, whoever it may be, uh, Troy Walters is on the staff as well, is the, the ability to change. And sometimes you get, as a coach, you're like, all right, you have your game plan, and you feel very proud about your game plan, you work very hard, and, and you're like, man, okay, this isn't working. And sometimes, you know, it's like, no, we're going to stick with the game plan. But I feel like they do a really good job of adapting and changing things on the, on the run. I mean, 
that second half, the change they made in the second half against the Chiefs, I mean, I think everybody in the world thought this thing was, was over. But as soon as, you know, as they shut down the Chiefs, they don't get any points for halftime. Like, man, this thing just – this momentum completely switched. And then, you know, how many – I don't have the stats in front of me. I can't imagine that this has to be the first time the Patrick Mahomes era that I think they ever held the three points in the second half. You know, and that's, that's a testament to his defense. And letting his coaches, you know, do those things and make those necessary changes. And then they made some great changes on offense to, to, to capitalize, you know, on some of the, the mistakes that the Chiefs made and, and to get the offense going. So – I think that's just what Zach does well is, you know, he lets his coaches do their thing, you know, and, and say, Hey, if this isn't working, let's, let's, let's scrap it. Let's change it. Let's, you know, and that doesn't, that's like I said, that, that business where the, you know, not in the, the national football league, there's a ton of egos. And sometimes, you know, the, the coaches think that they have the best game plan and they may have had the best game plan put together, you know, Monday through, Saturday, but sometimes things change and having the, the ability to change in the fly, that's what makes the, the good ones even better. So I think Zach just has a great understanding of, of all that, how it works. And, and so I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I think you see on his team is he lets, he lets his guys play, but he also lets his coaches do their thing and, and, and get in there and make necessary and allow them to make necessary changes too, uh, to, to get, to get the ultimate goal. And that's to win, you know, and that's, 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 um, you know, and sometimes, like I said, in the, in the business of the NFL, you know, sometimes I think winning, it, it gets, obviously it's the most important thing, but like I said, the egos and, and sometimes guys, you know, have a, a different end game in sight than, than what, you know, the rest of the coaching staff might have, because like, Hey, I want to, I want to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos this next year. So I'm going to do this to, to make it look like, you know, I'm worthy of this position to John Elway or whoever the general manager is in, in, in Denver. But I just, yeah, he just does a good job of surrounding himself with the right people too. So that's just, uh, that's just, you know, years of being in the business and being in that, in that, in the, in the coaching business to, to learn. That's what, you know, it's, that's probably most important is just surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got Joe Burrow and he's got Jamar Chase. So obviously, you know, as long as those guys stay healthy and stay around, like they're, they're going to be successful going forward, but it, you know, like two pretty good indicators of, of their ability to uh, Zach's ability to have sustained success. There is one, what you just said, their, their ability to, to make adjustments and, and um, sort of read and react to what they're getting and, and change things up. But then their team, the team just plays really hard for them too. Um, which, which is, which is also a pretty good indicator that, that you're, you're doing the right things, uh, throughout the week. Um, are Jay, are you a betting guy? Like, do you get really like, are you going to bet on like the length of the national anthem or the coin toss? You know, I don't, I, uh, I do bet. I love to bet golf. I'm a golfer. I like to bet golf because that's just what I'm a golf junkie, so I know a lot. So I do like a lot of, uh, you know, DraftKings lineup, and I'll do, I'll do, you know, I bet on people every week to to win the event, and then I will bet on more people after the cuts made, you know, and just you know getting a guy at plus twenty five hundred or whatever and throw twenty bucks on him, nothing crazy, just because I know golf and I know courses and I'm just that kind of guy now. But I don't bet a ton of football. I'll do it every now and then, but I just tend to lose a lot more on football than I do on golf. So I, I just don't know much about football. I, I just don't, especially NFL football. And it's just hard. It's, it's so hard. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Do you see the guy that hit uh, that parlay of he got, 
he predicted both AFC and NFC championship games correctly to the T and he it was a twenty dollar bet and he won like five hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah. Predictable scores perfectly. So, so some of those are insane. Like yeah. there was a there was a college football one earlier in the season where um there was a guy that did a ten team parlay and he bet the under on every single game. And, and like like he like he, it was like a ten dollar bet and he hit like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't remember the exact yeah. number, but like the people that do that are are insane. Well, it's, I mean, it's fun to do. I mean, hell, I mean, it's only 10 bucks. Like, why not? But, like, if you hit it, it's like playing – it's kind of like playing Keno at a bar, right? It's like, oh, it's 10 bucks here, you know. My build up, I mean, you know, Keno is, like, one of the worst odds in gambling. But it's fun to do. kind of gives you some entertainment throughout the weekend. Those parlays are fun. But, yeah, I just don't – you know, I bet the AFC and NFC championship games, and I had both the Bengals and the 49ers covering, but I had the overs in both games. But the unders freaking hit on both games. So, you know, it's – you know, I just I tend to do better in in golf for some reason, just because I I pay attention more to to uh, to what's going on currently. And I'll, but I'd be honest, I, I'll probably still bet a little bit on the Super Bowl. I, I still like the Bengals, you know, getting four points. I think I, I like their chances on Sunday. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Do you think they win this game? I do. I you know. The home, I don't think the home crowd is, is a huge factor. I think, I mean, hell, there was more 49ers fans at the game two weeks ago than there was Rams fans. I mean, yeah. the Rams had to use a silent count in their home stadium. I mean, that's unheard of. And the Super Bowl is a very corporate crowd. I mean, I mean, last I saw, like, the cheapest ticket to get in there is, like, 4500 bucks. So, like, and that's, you know, not a very good seat. So, who knows how many Rams fans will actually will be there. I think Cincinnati will travel fairly well. I just, I love, the only thing, you know, it, it does concern me, Aaron Donald and, and Vaughn Miller, but, you know, they've gone against two really good defensive lines the last couple of weeks or last, you know, two games, and they've slowed them down. So I, I just think they're kind of on a roll right now, and they got, uh, they just find ways to win. And I think Joe Burrow's got something to him. You know, Matt Stafford, you know, this is his first Super Bowl, but I don't think this scene is, is, is too big for Joe Burrow. I just feel like he's got that, we said it swagger and just comfort, you know, the, the comfort to, to take care of business. So I, I, I like their ability to, to, to get the job done. I think it's gonna be a close game. I really do. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout by any means, you know, if I, if I now again, don't take with my, you know, my feel, but I would bet, you know, Cincinnati and take the unders. I think that's like 48 right now. I just don't, I just see it being kind of a, a, a slower, I think if the Bengals have a chance, they got to slow it down a little bit to, to, to be honest, that's the way I kind of see it. Yeah. I, the, um, I don't see the, I don't see the over under in front of me, but, but I, I think Rams are four and a half right now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it should be fun. I am, uh, you know, my, my father-in-law, um, he, he's kind of like you in that, um, he bets a lot of golf, but he also, you know, bets on just about anything so earlier in the college football season him and i were, were doing it together and i found that like man i was i was thinking way too much about these things and i was just losing money so i stopped but when we get to the super bowl and you see some of these prop bets some of these are exciting man like how many 2022 super bowl commercials will feature a dog that's a bet <laughs> that you can make um what color will snoop Dogg's shoes be during the halftime show that's that's a bet you can make blue is the favorite uh, well, yeah. Then, what, what was Snoop Dogg though? Is like I feel like that's like a Crip and Blood thing, right? Was he a certain side? I can't remember. He was a oh, Crip, God. or he was a Crip, wasn't he? So like, 
And then you have to wear blue shoes, you know what you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> to, to go there, I guess. I feel like back in the old Snoop Dogg, like when he first came out, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like he was a, I can't remember. I mean, that's a seawalk, right? Like, that's the crypt thing. So <laughs> that's just, that's a, that's going back to like my middle school or like elementary school days and like, you know, like nothing but a G thing came out with like him and Dre, you know, yeah. back in the day. There's so. a, there's another Snoop one, whether he will smoke on stage at the halftime show. Um, you can bet yesterday. Well, I feel like, I feel like that'd be definitely a yes. Yeah. Uh, um, will, will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? Yes or no? I feel like, I feel like that's a definite yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had his, his, uh, was it, I think it was recovery recovery album um when i was growing up and like because i was growing up my parents wouldn't let me have the explicit version i had to have the clean version and like every other song or every other word was like was was censored out so um are you excited about this halftime show it's good i mean yeah i it's well it's snoop eminem uh was it mary j mary j and dre and then uh kendrick Lamar. it's definitely geared towards um some, some of the older folks not necessarily like people younger than me yeah i like kendrick i know kendrick you know i'm 38 but i you know i try to i definitely love my hip-hop my you know and r&b so i i know kendrick and um he has a lot of good stuff he's a cal he's an la guy um you know dre and obviously snoop and then eminem you know he's a detroit guy mm-hmm. but you know, he has a connection to Red Dre, then obviously Mary J. I mean, she's as you know, she's one of the greatest like R and B singers you've, we've ever had. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be good, you know. And it's nice that you know, I think the Super Bowl is a twenty minute halftime show instead of you know the normal twelve minutes. So it'll be good. I think it'll be a, a great, a great show. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited about it. Uh, another one, another thing that you can bet. People are betting on whether the price of Bitcoin will rise during the Super Bowl because of the amount of bitcoin and crypto commercials that we're going to have during the game <laughs> well i i don't have bitcoin i have some other crypto so i'd sure as hope that you know some of the the market will will head up on on uh the crypto because i'm sure yeah crypto.com or whatever will have a bunch of their commercials in there so yeah it'd be great you know i, I could you know some people get into the market on that and and get the and get you know the basis to to go up a little bit that'd be nice i don't understand any of that stuff i saw a bunch of it on social media like last summer and last fall i think people are talking about like dogecoin which i don't even know if it's crypto or not maybe it's like fake crypto. yeah i don't know no, um, it's, no it's crypto it's i don't understand crypto. any of it yeah it's <laughs> we don't have enough time to explain it you know i don't know enough about it but i do know what i do know is it's kind of the way of the future of i think how you know the markets are going to work and how you know currency is going to work and stuff like that so um you know i don't have like a a huge footprint in it but it's 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 something that it's enough to get my attention and uh you know it's and you got to be kind of long in it you know you're not you can't really look for a a a short you know a quick deal on it you kind of have to be hold it for the long haul and uh and it's very volatile that's the biggest of people too it fluctuates a ton so you know I'm not trying to give out financial advice by any means here, but uh, it's you know I gotta I gotta put it I gotta put a disclaimer on that. Getting a but, crypto no, literacy to, course. Yeah, but no, you gotta be long, and it's it's not like uh, it's not like something you buy and you hold it for like a week, and you're you're hoping to make a bunch of money on it. And that's not the case, you know. It's you're gonna you're gonna want it for a few years, so and then you gotta 
enjoy the ups and downs of it and then and then get out of it when it really gets up a lot so the only thing that i know with certainty about like crypto bitcoin things like that is that when i was in college my senior year my roommate had he was big he was a, a computer engineering major big mm -hmm. into building his own computers and so um, he had one build and then when he upgraded a bunch of specs and built something new he used the old build and our energy bill skyrocketed one month and i had no idea why and he used the old build he had it running 24 7 in his room with like five different tower fans all pointed at the the cpu at the the build and he yeah. was just mining crypto 24 7 mining bitcoin um and i want to say he like gave up on it because this was like a long time ago like well before it was yeah. anything absurd like what it is now um right. i want to say he like gave up on it but i feel like he had something that like if he would have held on to it he he would have pretty good money right now um that's about the only thing i know though which so i guess maybe i should have like hijacked his computer well um, i mean you hear the, yeah you hear the stories about you know people like oh i had you know 50 Bitcoin back in 2008 or whatever it was. And it's like, I, or 2010, I don't know when it officially was available, but it's like, I didn't know what the heck it was. It was worth like a buck. I bought Papa John's pizza with it. Yep. You know, and it's like, now, you know, if you obviously had 50 Bitcoin, you know, it's, I don't know what it's at, 40,000 a share, give or take around there. So yep. it's like, well, you would have been a millionaire so yep. <laughs> you know it's 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 yeah it's it's interesting it's it's very very interesting but uh it's it's you know the cryptos you know being in the stock market just you know it's like gambling you know you're just you're hoping you're gonna you can put your money in and make something on it but you know but i think it's investing is is you have better odds in gambling i'll put it that way yeah well in lieu of of um, making any money off of Bitcoin since I don't understand any of it. I will I will make all of my money uh, using this prop sheet that I found for the Super Bowl uh, and bet on the color of the Gatorade that'll be dumped, on who will win, on uh, how many dogs there will be featured in commercials at the, uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, and I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to bet on the Bengals and we will see what happens. And if that doesn't pay out, then you'll be getting a bill from me. Jay, just so you know. Okay, that's fine. You can invoice <laughs> it to me. That's, that's okay. Um, I, I, that's all I got for you, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Right. Thanks so much for for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's good to catch up with you again. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And it's it's exciting to see uh, you know a guy that I shared a townhouse with. That's peace coaching in a team in mind coaching in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, it's it's I, I've I've done a good job of leaving him alone. I've just been sp speaking with his wife you know, the last month or so. So I'm just going to let that be, let him do his thing. And then, and then maybe who knows, maybe I'll give him a, a week or so and I'll hit him up and then maybe go see him this summer in Cincinnati. We had some downtime, but it's been fun. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I, that, that's super cool. I can't, I, I got to say, like, I, I can't think of a, a, a bigger endorsement of, of Zach Taylor as a person than, than what you said that you, you feel like you've talked to him more since he's been a, a head coach in the National Football League than when he was an assistant. That's that's just incredible to me. Um, so thank you. All of this was awesome. Um, appreciate it. I said this like a month and a half ago when I when I did my last podcast that I will be back next week. And then that was not the case. I'll say it again now. I will be back next week. I can promise that. Um, 
hopefully we'll have Jay on again in the near future and not not have such a long gap, time gap between when we have him on the podcast. Um, subscribe to HailVarsity.com, read HailVarsity, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Huda Media Production.